Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Oh, here we go, boys. Go. Love that sound. This is a good one. Oh, recording from the VI, Wyoming, Minnesota. Oh, that's a good way to start, Donnie. Just clear your throat. Oh, I didn't realize we were. We always recording. start. We're already rolling. <laughs> Always rolling. So a uh, impromptu podcast this morning, um, buddy Mike, who you've heard on this podcast before and mentioned multiple times because I hunt fish with him, mostly hunt. Got in a wreck, rolled his truck on his way up to fish with the legendary Captain Donnie himself, who uh, which they did still go fishing, which is amazing. Of course. <laughs> Put the mic just a little bit closer to your face. There you go. Priorities. Um, but then Donnie was uh, kind enough to actually bring you back down to the cities. I mean, he didn't have much of a choice. Well, he would have done anyways. He <laughs> loves the Twin Cities. Right. I love the loves Twin the Twin Cities yes. metropolitan yes. area. Yeah. And so I've kind of rescued him. So I'm, I'm taking, I'm, pa- I'm taking the package from here. <laughs> yeah, you've you've got a lot of experience taking the package. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I knew that was coming. <clears throat> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to need more coffee because I, I didn't see that coming. You just right out of the gate. That's good, though. All right. That's all this is going to go. Perfect. Now i got to, like, switch head. i got to go to the other side of my brain. That's uh, you got a good history of switching head. Oh, now I'm getting it from Michael, too. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. You sure this isn't a flight all companion? All right. Been sure a great is, show. This sure is sounding like a flight companion. Drink the coffee is the strongest thing here and it's at a restaurant so it's not strong at all anyways so on the way over here i thought you know what everybody knows that i hate walleye fishing avoid it like the plague and i don't think i've ever done an actual walleye episode so here is going to probably be your one and only walleye episode <laughs> well i think dale once once people tune in and actually get some viable information, they'll probably request a second walleye episode. And that, well, then I'll have to call you again. Oh, there's plenty of good walleye guys out there. I know, but then I gotta talk to them. At least I know, like, I know you. I know, like, it's you're really not necessarily a walleye guy. It's it's this is your profession now. I would say There's that my difference. I would say that I have have become a walleye guy. My origins um, are definitely not within the walleye world, but I I would at this point in time I would have to say that I I am a walleye Don't guy. Say it. 
You're only saying that so people book you. I know it's fine. You don't have to admit it to me. <laughs> no, but I did think it would be a good that you were the perfect subject matter because yeah, you didn't start. You were you know a muskie when I first met you. You were big into muskies and yep, yep. And uh, I don't even know if you fished bass back yep, then. Yep, I did. You did. Yep, okay, I so did quite a bit. And, yep, bass and muskie guy. Yep. And that was what you wanted to guide. You know, we had that shared kind of wanted to get out of the trades and. Yep, that was my original intention was to was to guide for uh, big pike and muskies and and smallies and uh, <clears throat> I found out pretty quick if you want to pay the bills you better figure out how to catch walleyes. So I wrestle with it daily. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. why I'm broke. It's quite an addiction, <laughs> I, I will tell you. It's definitely why I'm broke. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, we had talked earlier, like and. I already mentioned it to the, the listeners that I might be taking a job up north. So we almost would be neighbors. Neighbors in northern Minnesota. Well, from, an hour away yeah. up there is a neighbor. Right. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, um, that's yeah. a fact. It's still not, it, 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 well, it's better than having to drive four or five hours to the cities to help out a buddy. Like, Cor- correct. Know, if I had a call, like, hey, I need to borrow the truck. Mine's in the shop to run this trip today. I'd be like, yeah, I can be there in an hour. You know, that's doable yeah i drive an hour almost anything i do is an hour it seems no matter where i go hunting or fishing it seems to be an hour no matter what so that's not so we would be neighbors but without getting into details well it may or may not happen (laughs) time will tell time will tell and so will dollar amounts but that's neither here nor there so back to the subject at hand all right so let's walk us through like When you first, like, so you went, worked for rainy days. Yep. And then, like, right out of the gate, walleye fishing? Or well, were you trying to do the bass <clears throat> thing? No, right out of the gate. Uh, the, the, uh, so I started in April. And so the first bite we really have is, of course, the rainy river. Sure. And that is walleyes. So um, luckily for me, I will say that... Uh, a lot of the early spring tactics for walleye fishing are pretty directly relatable to bass fishing and pike fishing in that uh, boat control in shallower water is real important. Um, pitching is, is critical. You know, most folks, when they think of walleye fishing, they think of straight up and down, jigging a minnow on a reef and and that really doesn't come into play until a lot later in the season so i i with the experience i had coming in with with you know being able to operate a boat and being able to navigate tricky water and because that stuff i had under my belt that stuff i had a lot of experience in um so the you know the first walleye bite was was pitching plastics and 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 dragging plastics and i had a lot of help i mean i had you know, I had a lot of, of uh, other guides that kind of took me under their wing. And, and if I didn't know something, I, I'd just say, guys, I have, <laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> you know, and they would say, after work or whatever, they would hop in with my boat or I'd hop into theirs. And they'd say, let me run you through it real quick here. And uh, it's it's uh, I was able to adapt pretty quick because of the skill set that I brought with me and help from, from other guides. It, this... That is an important point as far as, like, there's a lot of skills that do transfer over. So, like, even when I go down to see my brother and I fish, you know, I'm fishing salt for reds and everything else, which is, I find myself walleye fishing a lot in sure. in the salt water, you know. Sure. You know, a lot of bait and bottom-oriented stuff. And um, it is, th- there's hardly anything that's similar to bass fishing in salt water. Every now and again. You know, summertime running the creek channels for reds or stuff, that's pretty similar to bass fishing. But outside of that, there's not much bass fishing, in air quotes, going on in the salt water. But so I can see that transition. And so for me, and I've always said this too, like me ripping on the walleye fishing is mostly tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> and when I really break it down, the only thing I really don't like doing is trolling. Like I'm dragging a Lindy rig. Ugh, God, like it just. Sure, but. So you have to understand, Dale, that that uh, now with the new border regulations, there's no pulling Lindy rigs on the Canadian side. We can bring no biologic, so no crawlers. You could still pull a Lindy rig with, with say, uh, uh, gulp crawlers, artificial crawlers. 
But for the most part, everything we do on the Canadian side of Rainy Lake is is 100% artificial. So we're we're I actually do very little trolling. I do some. I do some trolling on snap weights. Uh, but for the most part, I'm I'm you know using uh, glide baits. You know puppet minnows, Northland puppet minnows. I'm using. Uh, uh, <laughs> brain fart <laughs> yeah i just totally collapsed uh you know we're pulling in the in the spring i i do occasionally we'll pull shallow cranks we're pitching jigs and plastics you know to rock piles or or mm-hmm. weed edges you know and a lot of that stuff i you know i think you'd be real surprised as a as a you know air quotes bass guy um the relatable skills that you can bring into the especially the early season in the walleye world uh you know the fun of walleye fishing is is patterns are so replicatable and so i mean there are there's legitimate rock piles in seven to ten feet of water that we can spot lock a boat on and pitch plastics for seven hours and never stop catching them just just go to pound town on them you know and and i think back to my to bass fishing and and like there's spots where you might catch two or three you know, but to to just beat them beat up on like a whole that. school like that <laughs> yeah. without moving the boat, yeah, yeah that and, does not happen very and often. And it's uh, you know, it's such a great opportunity for even new anglers to learn how to pitch plastics. It's uh, it's to me that that May and June time frame is it's such an active bite. You know, whereas whereas trolling or pulling bottom bounces or Lindy rigs or something is a is you kind of sit there and just hang on to the rod and wait for something to happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, the earlier, <clears throat> the tactics we use earlier in the season are there. You know, I think you'd be surprised how applicable your bass skills. Well, are. actually, I wouldn't be surprised. I know. I mean, I used to. I used to walleye fish. I mean, I I walleye fish when I was like a multi-species angler, like okay. when in the spring, like season. Oh, this is kind of you know you kind of put your fish in seasons as sure. the year would go. It's like spring walleyes. You know, late spring bass, you know, panfish maybe, you know, it, as the seasons kind of progressed, you know. And, I, yeah, I fish for walleyes. And I actually like, I like jigging for walleyes. That's fun. It, sure. Like I said, really, when it comes all down to it, it's just the Lindy rigging. That's, that's like, the one thing. <laughs> sure. Like, even trolling cranks I can do. Sure. You know, if I put my mind in the right, it's like, okay, put this in the rod holder and crack me a beer. Because I don't ever, like, I never drink beer when I fish. Sure, me neither. I mean, it's pointless. I'll open it. I'll take two pulls. I'll set it down, <laughs> yep. and that's where that thing will sit. Yep. I'll just forget about it because I'm fishing. So, but if I'm trolling, then I can. If I always have the beer in the hand, then I can do it. <laughs> gotcha. That's, that's the only way. And of course, guiding. There's no drinking, but um, I don't know. So it's that's why I say mostly the uh, the walleye thing is is just kind of a running joke. But I do like to pitch. And so one thing I learned. Uh, that was I did it one time on Malax. I thought it was a ton of fun. Was what my buddy had called power corking. Sure, that was kind of fun. You just run around till you find a school, basically slam that boat in reverse, get back over top of them, and you have all your rods ready to go. Heavy jigs and using bait. So obviously, you probably can't do this on the Canadian side either. I don't even know if this is a tactic that you employ on the up on the rainy or not, but. You'd get back over it and also just drop all the lines down. And then those bobbers just start going, blue, 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 blue. I was like, that was actually pretty fun. And if you do it right, you can, and you know how to read your electronics, you can pick off every fish in that school and then move on to the next school. Okay, so I don't do that with bobbers because with customers and bobbers and bobber stops and depths, it's too much to manage. I do do that with ultralight rods. And exact same thing, I, as I'm scanning, uh, I'm in and out of gear. That's one thing I've seen when people scan a lot, uh, and I learned this from Ben Gilbertson, is uh, is I, you keep popping it from drive to neutral, drive to neutral. And, and so you, what you're doing is you're slowing your scan way sure. down. And what that does is that allows sonar to hit the fish for a longer amount of time. So what may have just been a tiny little blip, on your sonar that could have been missed now if you're going over that at half speed you're getting a much better picture of what's going on underneath you the other thing that does is as i'm scanning i already have my trolling motor down remote handy so if i'm going 0.4 or 0.3 while i'm scanning and i come across a good pot of fish um 
I'm either already in neutral, you know, sure. or barely moving. Pop it in neutral, and and hit I that actually spot lock. I actually won't hit the spot lock because you'll still end up 30 to 40 oh, feet right. off. Oh, right, yeah. Right. So what I'll do is I'll drag my crosshairs on my graph to exactly where the fish were, and then I use the trolling motor and back right up to them. And the second they come back on the graph, now I spot lock. Now I know I'm on fish. I also do run live scope. So it's it's also a good. Um, that's a good tip, though, with the, the spot lock. I don't have a trolling motor spot lock, but I've been on enough rigs that have them. And you definitely do have to kind of come to a complete stop before you hit that anchor because it's going to, by the time that GPS figures out where you, where it thinks you wanted to be, it's not where you wanted to be. That information was past information Correct. behind you, and Correct. now you're not on the spot. Correct. And And there are days where it doesn't matter. There's days you can get away with being 20, 30 feet off. There are days where... You have to be to the foot, like mm-hmm. like back up until until you actually just start seeing those fish on your graph because that's live, and then spot lock, you know. And now you know you're literally dropping right on fish. And and now after having fished with live scope for a couple of years, I can tell you that when <laughs> when big walleyes want to eat, they do not mess around. <laughs> It's, it's, uh, you, cause so I have mine in the back of the boat and I know there's a million people out there who will say, oh, it's the wrong way to do it. You got to have it in the front with the, trust me, the way that I guide, it works best for me in the back. Um, but I'll put, I'll put us on a pot of walleyes and drop baits down. And it, if the, if there's a big fish and it wants to eat, dude, this thing will cover 50, 60 feet in three seconds. Just, and I'm like a torpedo, you know, just whoa. Wham. And how fun is that to watch on the it's live scope so in like real crazy. time? It's so crazy. Yep. <laughs> it's so crazy. And it seems to me like little fish, they'll come up and back away and come up and back away and come up and back away. But when a big walleye wants to eat, dude, if you see that thing coming from 30, you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then, <laughs> so I'm using ultralights, you know, so you can see that rod just start to curl. And I tell them, just wait, just wait, just wait, you know, because that fish can't feel that tension. Mm-hmm. And uh, that thing gets good and curled over, and I, I take them, you know, and whew, then it's on. So Well, and it's like, and even, I've brought this up to people too, and it's like, even if they do feel a little bit of tension, you know, Everything a fish eats, almost everything a fish eats, is going to have some sort of spines or stickers or a hard shell. Let's say if it's a crayfish, you know, they got... Sure. Th- there's pokey things on most of the stuff they eat. And even if it's not, let's say it's a, a soft raid uh, fish like a sucker. Well, it, that sucker doesn't just accept its fate, right? It's going to fight a little bit. There's going to be some resistance in that fish's mm-hmm. mouth. Mm-hmm. So I think some people take the not letting them feel the resistance thing a little too much and those big walleyes or big bass big pike anything they didn't get big by being picky about what they eat they eat There's they're predators they're they you know it's just like big trout you don't see people fishing for 30 inch brown trouts with a size 22 midge like dry fly like they're running streamers they, they're not eating flies at that length anymore like <laughs> they gave that up <laughs> they gave that up for full-size fish and mice and frogs. <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, so uh, there's. it's fun, though, that live scope for as much as that forward-facing sonar gets can get a bad rap. People think it's not fair. It sure is fun. And it, it doesn't. it's not a magic wand either. A lot of times it's frustrating because you can see the fish, and they're just not eating. You're like, well, this sucks. <laughs> what, what, actually, what I found there, Dale, uh, is... If the fish aren't eating, so it doesn't make them eat. And uh, what I found is you actually spend more time on fish that aren't eating. 100%. Because folks go back to that old line as, oh, we don't leave fish to find fish. So one of the one of the interesting things, and, you know, my walleye fishing is pretty, my whole walleye fishing experience is... Rainy Lake, Rainy River, you know, some on Lake of the Woods ice fishing and some Red Lake ice fishing. A little bit on the lax, not a ton. But what I have found on Rainy Lake particular is that if you don't, if you mark fish and you sit on them and you don't get bit in the first five minutes, you might as well move. You are not going to get bit. It, it seems to me that our fish are so reactionary. That it is, I, I will tell you, most of the time, the first bait down gets hit. 
I mean, it's yeah. it's that fast. Do you um, like try different techniques if you're on a pot of fish, or are you just like these ones are neutral? Let's well, so you have to remember, I spend most of my time in Canada, so there's actually not a ton of techniques to try. You know, it's it's jig wraps or it's a jig and some sort of you know scented fake leech or scented fake worm or I mean or trolling. So those are really our only options. So you have like three, four minutes, we'll try a couple different colors of puppet minnows, and we'll try, you know, one guy might drop down a, a, a you know, a fake leech with some leech billy rub on it and see if that goes, and if we don't get a bite in three, four, five minutes, I just crank them up, let's go. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to waste, yes, even though you're sitting on top of fish, and you can see them on the live scope, and they're coming and going, if, they, if they're not going to eat, I don't wait. I, I That's one thing I really focused on this year was, uh, was was boat position and not being happy enough just sitting on fish and saying, well, guys, I guess they're not eating today. I mean, I, I made a concerted effort to find fish that were going to feed. Right. So that, that was one of the things going into this year that I said, I'm going to do this a little bit differently this year, and I'm going to target big fish and fish that are feeding. Looking at your Facebook page those techniques were <laughs> yeah i it, you know what it was uh it was an exceptional season for customers i mean we uh it was an exceptional season we we really got had a lot of luck this year and and put a lot of nice fish in the net nice yep. yeah well big wallies are still cool i can even admit that oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just the, like i said going back to the your rigging and your moving at half the speed of smell for the super light bite and you open your bail and you wait five minutes like oh is he still there oh i think he's still there and then you know 98 percent of the fish catch are these 14 inches that are overmatched by your gear it's like this is this is dumb <laughs> like this is not fun to me yeah but you know <laughs> some of that might be you're not using the right gear i mean i don't there's no scenario where i open my bail anymore uh back back you think 10 years ago when you know the rods weren't quite as developed as they are now. Sure, and, sensitive. And I mean, I line e- even, has even come e- a long way. Even if I'm in the U.S. and it's a rigging bite, I mean, I'll give them a, an arm sweep. You know, I I still fish with my bail closed, and and you feel that tick. You know, and I'll kind of lean lean back and wait for that line to get tight and take them. I mean, I don't I don't open the bail. Yeah, but you know you what I'm talking about. Smoke a like cigarette. That was, yeah, exactly. They like <laughs> yeah. they just like I can't I can't do that. Yeah, like, for sure. Just, for sure. For a 14-inch walleye. No, I'm not doing it. But, yeah, you get a good jig bite. You know, that's I mean, that's fun. I'll cast up and drag a jig through, you know, like on a, on a sand flat or something like that. That little thump, that, that's fun. I mean, it is. It's fun. How, Mike, how was that thump yesterday on the river? That was – they hit hard. <laughs> Closer. They, they hit hard on that river. It was <laughs> – Almost was tear your arm off. No doubt I had a fish on the line. It was all of a sudden, bam, and it started running. I'm like, oh. Yeah, Donnie's like, how big? It, how big is that? I'm like, well, it feels gigantic, but I've never <laughs> fished on the river with you before, so it's probably just in current. Well, you do have the current thing, yeah. It came on. It was like 20 inches. Yeah. great fish. Those are the good. I mean, like that that low 20s, mid 20s. Those are the fight. Those are the yep. ones that got the fight in them. I think. Yeah, they're fun. Yeah, they're, they're fun. They're you know 23, 24 inch Walter. Those things fight pretty good. Yeah. Well, on the river has that's a box fish on the river. The river has way better limits than the lake does for mm. keeping fish sure so i i don't know i'm like the back of my hand but well the canadian side on the lake you can keep one under 17 and three quarter uh over 14 and a half and on the they river like three quarter they're bringing metric. fractions into it Me- metric oh, metric buddy oh <laughs> yeah. that yeah. makes sense <laughs> and that on, makes uh, sense. on the river you can keep two each uh with only one over a, about 21 inches how many how many kilos is that uh, well, kilos <laughs> is weight, Dale. I know. How many <laughs> kilos would that be? Uh, three. <laughs> I can, I'd have about to look About up. a pound of meat I each. Can't, <laughs> I can't do that. Uh, the only Canadian <laughs> math I can do quick is the temperature, Celsius to Fahrenheit. Sure. Bob and Doug McKenzie taught me that one. I've pa- I'll say it as I've passed it on in the past, but you double it and add 30, and it's remarkably accurate. <laughs> so if you're driving around in Canada and it says 5 degrees, double it, 5, five is 10, add 30, it's 40 degrees Fahrenheit. It's 40 degrees American, <laughs> which might as well just say American because everybody else in the world uses metric except for us and one other tiny no-name country. Uh, the first first year I went fishing with Donnie on the lake, and I hooked into a high 20s. I don't remember exactly what it was. 
But I set the hook and I'm like, oh, nope, it's bottom. And then it started to swim away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, nope, that's I, not the bottom. <laughs> I get that a lot. So the, the neat thing about big, big walleyes is, like, when you feel the bite and you set the hook and you're the only thing that flexes is your rod and the fish don't move. Yeah. That's that's either a big walleye or earth. <laughs> so yeah, right. I just I'll tell customers just keep tension on it, keep tension yeah. on it for a second and, and then all of a sudden yeah yep, you'll see that <laughs> and they're like oh my god yeah. how many no. how often do you get the capnum snag and um, it's not and it's not yeah <laughs> qu- quite a few I would say I get more of the opposite oh I get <laughs> oh, fish. it's a giant that's a rock. <laughs> and you're like no no that's earth. <laughs> <laughs> no, I swear. No, I'm pretty sure. Give me, let me see the rod. No, they don't want to give it to you. You yeah. know, like if it's a fish, I'll give it back. Just give me the rod. You know, and the other thing I have to say a lot is, is customer will snag up and they're just, they'll just reef on the rod, and I'll, oh, yeah. I'll just tell them, hey, 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 You're hey, digging in deeper, hey, buddy. Jigs, well, jigs are, you know, twenty five cents. The rod's about four hundred. Oh, so that too. Let's, yeah, let's, yeah. Let's just. Ease up a little <laughs> bit, you know. I mean, it's like you know, I got to make this rods last me the whole season. So no doubt, yeah, I I get the same thing too. And then like uh, they get really apologetic when they get snagged up, and so I can't really speak to walleye fishing, but when I'm bringing guys bass fishing, you got to get into the shit, right? A lot of the times, and so there's going to be snags. It just always, is what it is. Always. And I usually just have another rod. I'm like, no, take, give me yep. that one. You take this one. Yep. And same with backlashes. You know, if I'm tr- teaching somebody how to cast a bait caster you know they're not like brand new or even if they have some experience i still get backlashes or professional overrun as it's called in the business oh <laughs> <laughs> then then uh the same thing it's like take this one i'll pick this out by the time you blow that one up i'll have this one fixed <laughs> it's fine <laughs> but it's a good way for someone to learn bait casting because you don't if you do it yourself in your yard and you spend 90 percent of your time picking out backlashes you're not developing that muscle memory, so let me do it. I'll do it. You keep casting. Although I found a fun tip with bait casters is put a little, like, go ahead and cast it out, like, a moderate length because you don't need to – you're teaching someone to cast. They don't need to bomb it. Then you take some electrical tape, put it on the spool, and then reel it back in. So they can never go beyond that part so the line can't blow up super, super deep. Works great. Did it with the kids this year at the FAM Casting Clinics. And <laughs> you wouldn't believe how many of these little kids, like – from going from a push button Snoopy pull to picking up a legit baitcaster, actually yep. by the end of like two hours, start start getting it. They still got that sponge brain just absorbing oh, all yeah. that information. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty fun to see. And like when like, I just don't think we give kids enough credit. Honestly, like we just think they're kids. We don't think they can do stuff. Yep. And so here's this push button Snoopy pull that sucks, and they don't ever really learn a skill. Kids, well, uh, kids learn way faster than adults. Way faster. And I Most th- of them listen better. Most. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's uh, what was Layla seven or eight the <laughs> yeah. first year. Yeah. And she was she was slaying. She Donnie taught her. Okay, this is how you find the bottom because we were vertical jigging because it was six of us. <laughs> in there the was boat. nineteen people in your family. <laughs> so. <laughs> so he's Mormon. Yeah, Donnie. Donnie shows her this is how you find the bottom. Drop your jig until the line stops coming out. Close your bail. Give it a crank. And hold it still. And she was on it. And so, she caught the most fish. Yeah. So we have a. Uh, it's the weirdest. It's a weird crappie bite up there in the mud flats. It's they want it perfectly still. Jeez, you got some big crappies up there too. Yeah, yeah. Good they're Lord. dude. They're insane. But they, for some reason, they want that that jig and plastic perfectly still and you know i'm using the uh, little tiny microplastics that they quiver no matter how still you hold it right. right so um what bugs and little tiny minnows don't do is make erratic three foot you know <laughs> Jumps, yeah, <laughs> you're right, right so yeah. so i always tell customers listen you gotta, you gotta hold that thing as still as you can you know and i will tell you very often if it's say a family <laughs> of four you know, mom and the kids are, are wailing on fish, and it's always the dad. And so it's always the dad <laughs> overworking the bait, yeah, you know. Yeah. And like, oh, he's got to show like, off. He's got to catch those fish. Well, no, I don't think it's showing <laughs> off, Dale. I think it actually goes to the next level, right? So as men, our whole lives, we're always taught that if you don't like the results you're getting, 
work harder, oh, right? Sure. That's what we're taught our right. whole life. Yeah. So, so as dad is watching his wife who never fishes and his, you know, twin seven-year-old daughters that never fish go to just smashing big crappies and he's not catching any, his natural reaction is to work harder because that's what we've been taught our whole life. And so, you know, a lot of times I'll just leave my rod just sitting on my seat and you know that thing will curl and i'll I'll be like so you look at the dad and you'll say hey hey, you know dan stop jigging you know just hold it still and uh you know you go back to helping the the other people in the boat you're unhooking fish and you know taking pictures and whatever and he's up there not catching it you know and you look and he's jigging again and you're like dan just trying to make it happen dude just hold it still and uh, to the point where sometimes you got to walk up there and actually grab the fishing rod say you know stop moving it just dude and and as you're holding it whack yeah <laughs> and he's like oh oh you mean don't move it <laughs> do you want to stay in the woods that are coming out of my mouth yeah so yeah it's uh it's so funny but yeah mike's very first trip his youngest daughter just i mean good lord she was she every 10 everybody. seconds she's every like that one probably because they get they you know a they listen but even when they're not listening they're probably zoned out but they're still not doing anything sure well, you know, L- so Layla is the same. child. And women that. are the same way. Like most wives, are like they're mostly there, placating the husband. You know, for the some mo- of them, for the for most, most part. there are for the some. Most part. Yep. Listen, I know there are some rabid and very talented <laughs> female anglers out there. No and, doubt. And nobody's in more support of that than I am. But I'm talking your stereotypical American married couple. It's generally going to be the dudes t- fishing, and he drugged the wife along, so she's not really in it. But she's doing it to her credit, and so same thing. Her mind's probably wandering, you know. Oh, did I leave the stove on? We got so many dishes to do when we get back home, you know. Whatever, all the 38 windows that they have open on their front screen of their brain, uh, and so they're not. That hand isn't moving; it's just sitting there. So yeah. probably the same reason why the wife outfishes the husband. Well, Layla is the child that when you give her directions, she understands them and she follows them. Perfectly. Def- definitely can't move it. Definitely, yep. definitely don't yep. move it. L- little bit, <laughs> little bit. That's a little bit of her personality. But she'll, if you teach her how to do something, she will do it exactly how you tell her well, to do it. That's pretty nice. Yeah. Try making one of those kids. Man, <laughs> good luck. My kids were not that way. Well, and then the <laughs> my, my kids are more prone to argue with me right out of the gate, even right. though they've never done it before ever. Right. <laughs> it's like. Well, do it. Then so then my spite kicks in. I'm like, do it the way you want. Then I'm gonna be over here catching fish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you don't have funny. to do what I say. You well, also don't have to catch fish. Yep. And I, both of my kids just quest for knowledge. They they want to learn things. And uh, so this is, I'm not a great fisherman at all. I'm not. I don't fish a lot. I was gonna say you don't ever do I, it. I, so. yeah, I don't fish a lot. The, 95% of my fishing every year is with Donnie and uh, my kids love that trip because they get to learn something they don't know and then I can't teach them right so yeah. they love it yeah that's well we got the fam thing going I, I love getting kids into it that's just it's so much fun and it's part of that sponge thing they talked about which is why I like working with those kids they just they listen and you can like you see the interest in their face they get excited when it works you know like they get legitimately excited catching a little fish and that's one thing i've learned with with kids i think as you know especially a tournament angler we kind of measure success by how many big ones you caught that day it's a numbers game for kids you have to keep them reeling in fish as fast as you can and they don't care if they're four inches long they don't care they just don't (laughs) not not everybody likes fishing Everybody likes catching. Everybody loves catching. That is a true (laughs) statement. Yep. Yep. I I mean, I've had plenty of adults where it's like, it's just not happening for the good ones, but I know I can dip into this little lily pad bay and we'll just absolutely destroy, you know, like the 14-inchers, you know, bass, and just like catch 20, 30 of them in, you know, an hour or whatever. And you do that and they're just, they're happy as shit. You're still still learning the skill set. It's the same skill set. Working the baits and, and detecting the bite and getting a hook set and keeping tension. Uh, it, it's the same s- skill set. So even if you're catching 14s, you know, you're still building. You're still working on building blocks that will serve you when you go to other fisheries. 
that that's important stuff. I mean, sure. it's it's you bag on 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 little fish. People bag on little fish, but that's you know that that uh, I tell you what we catch I, I, we catch an awful lot of fifteen to seventeen inch walleyes in the exact same spots mm-hmm. with the exact same baits and the exact same gear. We catch twenty nines and thirties, so. You know, you're still you're still building a, a skill set that you're going to find useful. Maybe not today, maybe not with the fish that are biting today, but for sure down the road. Yeah, the mechanics are still there. The I mean, I, I'm still a kid. Like I always, my, I don't. My ultralight goes with me everywhere. Like I can be bass fishing, I can do whatever, and all of a sudden I look on the graph and there's a pod of suspended, more than likely you know, bluegills or crappies, and it's like, oh, <laughs> reach in there, grab the ultralight out, and whack a few of those real quick. It's just fun. Like, I just love it. Even when I go, like, fish salt water, the little tiny snappers sitting out in the riprap, dude, where's my pole? I want to catch those. <laughs> like, everybody's out there tarping. The the one funny story, like, when these aren't even little fish. I mean, little maybe by, you know, the bill fisherman standards because I'm basically catching their bait. But I came in, I went down to uh, Charleston in April. And so there was one guy on the dock when I came in. I was like, hey, are the bonita in yet? And most people, saltwater, they hate bonita. They do, you can't eat them. They taste like shit. But they're like little tuna. They fight, like, great. And uh, he just looked at me like, he's like, why? <laughs> I'm like, well, because I want to catch them. He's like, are you serious? <laughs> I think he thought I was trolling. I'm like, no, I wanted, they're, they're tons of fun. He's like, uh, yeah, they're probably in. Like, he was so annoyed with <laughs> <laughs> with me I asking. That's most people that you talk to, though. Well, they get annoyed when I talk <laughs> yeah. to them. That's a true story. It's nothing to do with the fishing. <laughs> yeah, that is also a true story. But um, they weren't. Well, they may have been in, but we didn't find any of that trip. But conditions weren't good for it. You know, anyways, but point being, like, I don't, I don't, I just like catching fish. Yeah. Like, Everyone loves catching. I don't care what they are. Like, I just like, yeah, I can go out with the target in mind, but I can easily get sidetracked. With well, sometimes you have <laughs> a to better call, bite. Sometimes, yeah, you have to call an audible. You know, sometimes you have. To, sometimes I, I'll tell you, there are days that I've gone out with a in in my mind, uh, just an absolute foolproof. You know, God, they were here yesterday, and we got them doing this. And you roll out there with today's customers, and you, you know, you're like, oh, there's no fish around, <laughs> you know. And, and you do sometimes. You you have to call an audible, and I'll give you a great example. So. Ten, eight, nine, ten days ago, I had uh, some customers, and, and uh, they really wanted to walleye fish. They really wanted to walleye fish. And, and we ran up. It's a 30-mile run into Canada where I walleye fish. Started scanning reefs, and just I literally couldn't find them. Like, they blew off of structure. I think they went into the abyss. You know, it's um, it's real deep water uh, surrounding the reefs that I like to fish. And... Uh, I just was not marking fish. We gave, we marked a couple. Gave it a couple of hours, and I just said, "Guys, I'm on a killer crappie bite, like 15 miles from here." Uh, 15 miles. I said, "If That's you guys a short run on rainy, if you guys want to, uh, you know, I know you really came for walleyes and stuff, and I'll I'll dog it all day if you want, but I'm fairly positive we can shoot through this portage and." and set up on a brush pile or a tall tree and, and really wail on some big crappies. And they're like, heck yes. <laughs> so, we, you know, we reeled up and shot across, and, and uh, we, we beat them up pretty good. You know, a lot of, a lot of 14, 15-inch crappies that are, that are thick, you know. It's, uh, Those fish up there are like a different It's a different breed. Breed, man. It's Did a different so breed. so stocky. Yep. God. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's an unbelievable it's almost like a subspecies. They yeah. hit. They so Again, you know when people they, think when they get that size, they become a different. They're a predator, super I mean, predator. They are, so Dale, when apex. you Dale, I know you're a, a panfish tournament guy. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna tell you what I catch these crappies on. It's, it's not a secret. Okay, I, a, a lot of panfish fishermen are into super tiny tungstens, and you know, I'm catching these on <laughs> Northlands. Eighth ounce short shank jigs and a plastic. And, I don't believe it. And they, I mean, they take the rod out of your hand. Yeah. I, on you know, I find the brush pile on the live scope, and a lot of times if they're super aggressive, you just hang your bait above the brush pile. You don't even have to go into it. Right. 
and you can watch them just you're like oh get ready bill yeah. <laughs> you know and they just smash it they got that big mouth too sometimes you don't feel or see the bite correct your rod like, could just go limp yeah and you're like is that the hook is that the hook? Yep. but you know if you see it coming on the scope you know, you yeah. just, I'll tell customers, it's not the hook. And well, that's a little thing on, on live scope, too. There is a little bit of a delay. So there's a lot of times you've got it before it gets to you, he's got it already. That but good is going to depend on the uh, – yes. Okay, yes. I will I will concede there is a little bit of a lag. It's what, not much. What I will say is I went to an 86-16 XSV 16-inch graph, when, and I think that graph's got that's a faster cool. processor. It's – Pretty immediate. Pretty immediate. Okay, not, that could. I don't have a it, ton of experience with it, so it's uh, it's pretty immediate. Like <laughs> you can tell them, said it, said it, said it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. So my experience with it, it's like when I started using my my buddy Flotty had one. We we're fishing on there. It's like it got to the point where you had you had to start because they weren't grabbing it and holding it. They were grabbing it and spitting it sure, out. So sure. if you're waiting to feel the bite, a lot of you're going to miss late. a lot of those fish. Yep. So it was more like watching that live scope and like. He should have it now. Whack, and sure. he has it. So sure. if you waited till it completely engulfed the mark of your bait, it was too late. Sure. Like that that little bit of lag time in that screen. And it's not much. We're talking split second. Yeah, millisecond. You, you're kind of working on instinct. But I, but I, am an instinctual fisherman a lot of times, even with my like Vexlar. And there's like near zero lag with that. Sure. But it's a lot of it's just you don't feel anything. You're like I just I think. I think there's one there, and you set the hook, and sure enough, it's like, and that as a guide is one of the hardest things to like portray or get a client or a buddy or a friend or anybody. It's like you're, and you're just you're pinwheeling fish, and they can't buy a bite, and it's like you're trying to like you're waiting too long. You're like, well, what do you mean? I think like just is how do you explain? Because it's it you, is it's just you, an instinct. It's just so a gut right. feeling. Right. So I didn't feel anything. I didn't see anything. It's uh, not even a gut feeling. My though. subconscious it's, just said there's a fish on it. It's just experience. <laughs> yeah. It's 100% experience. There's, there are some bites you can't coach, and you can't, you can't explain it. Uh, you just, it just comes from experience. Like, I'll tell you, I, we had a big corporate trip, and uh, I had three guys in my boat who I don't know if they fished. I don't know if they didn't. You know, if they weren't fishermen, if they were just there because it was a corporate trip. And we went out in uh pert near five footers and it was the lightest walleye bite <laughs> we had ultra lights and the boat is rolling and we're on this reef and uh this was during covid so we were on the u.s side so we could have live bait and i had leeches uh and ultra lights and uh i think i caught 16 and they caught none Oof. and <laughs> it was it was like you're saying it was you know, some sort of combination of seeing the weight on the tip of the rod, seeing the line tighten between the guides, just something that, mm-hmm. like, I couldn't explain. I was like, dude, how are you doing this? And I, like, at that point in time, I couldn't figure out how to communicate right. to these guys how I would know there's a fish on there. Like, it was just. It was just something, you know, okay, well, you know, dude, I fish 300 days a year. Right. I'm going to be more dialed yeah, in. Yeah, you guys fish, you know, <laughs> yeah. four days every three years. Exactly. It's just you don't have yeah. a chance. Yeah. I mean, that happens to me, too. Like, I generally don't fish, you know, when I have clients out, you're, you're instructing them. But there's a few times where in my head I'm like, this should be working. Like, <laughs> what? I don't understand yeah. why this isn't working. Or I'm going to, maybe they want this instead. So I'll grab, I'll grab another rod out. And while they're doing it, I'll just be sure. experimenting. And all of a sudden it's like whack, whack, whack. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, yeah, they're here. It's, and, and of course they're like, what the heck? I'm like, well, and I'll hand them that rod. Like, do this, cast over there, do exactly this. I gave Mike my rod three <laughs> times yesterday. I bet, I bet you did. <laughs> three times. Yeah, I got um, endurance, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you feel kind of bad, but then you're also like, this is, it's like we're talking about, that like the reason I'm catching those fish is experience. You're doing the right thing, you know, when to move it, when to not move it, and picking up subtle bites sure. that a novice is just, they're just not going to get. So I, just, I, I compare it to, you look at professional pool players and somebody that plays pool in the bar every other Friday night, you know, not a chance. Yeah. You just, screwed. you can be good. Right. You know, and, and you can have 
the basics of the sport down. But when you when you when you are trying to go toe to toe or compete with somebody that does it every day, I mean, yeah. you just have such a well. When you're dragging a jig, right, and you can tell when the bottom content changes and i'm yep. not talking yep. boulders yeah yeah to pebbles, mud. pebbles to sand sand, stone, sand yep. to gravel yep. and you're just yep. like you know you can tell right yep. in that level and then you that helps you start putting the puzzle together it's like well i get i'm getting bit right in that transition or sure. they're not in the sand they're in the mud or vice versa yep. or whatever yep there's a little rock patch right there i've seen people look at me like well i can feel they're like no you can't don't tell me you can feel what the bottom is i'm like no i, I some can, people can i can tell i i can guarantee you i know exactly what that bottom content is put on your snorkel and go check yeah 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 <laughs> want to bet <laughs> yeah so it, it's and, and like you said it comes down to experience it's just we're doing it all the time like and i do try to convey that to clients too that some of them get, most of them are pretty good about it. some get frustrated and you're like and you just kind of let them off took like how good do you think you're gonna be like you sure. do this once a year right like give yourself a little bit of you cut yourself a little bit of slack sure you know? I like, don't don't get mad just learn yeah you know you're here to learn learn the the learning the real value of a guide trip is not how do I word this the, the real the true value I think of a guide trip is not you know your sack of fillets you're bringing home it's the sack of knowledge that you can bring home and apply to waters around your home area it's uh, if you go on a guide trip with the the mindset that you know, geez, I'm here to catch a 30 inch walleye and I won't be happy unless that well, well, motherfucker, guess what? Right. You're probably gonna go home disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you Did if you guarantee me a 30, nope, Dale. <laughs> I, I I tell you, I get that question. Oh, a I lot. know you do because I get the same shit. Can you people inquire? They're like, 30? well, can you guarantee me a, a five pound bass? Yep, and no, and, and so I'll tell you, that's no, a can't. that's a trip you don't even want. No, oh, because 100%. they're because they're already getting in the boat with the mindset that somehow they're getting screwed. They're getting screwed. Yeah, yeah, yep. yep. and taking and, advantage of them. And there are a a lot of unscrupulous guides. There are a lot of guides that will will take your money and, and don't care, don't try. They're just going yeah. through the motions. Yep. Go to yep. the same spot four miles from home. Yeah, yeah, that does happen. That does happen, and. Uh, you know, I had a situation just this last week. You know, it's up north. Uh, I don't know when you're going to air this episode or whatever, but it is up, up on in International Falls. It is cold, and it has been cold for like 10 days. It's been below freezing for like 10 days with 40-mile-an-hour north yeah, winds. Yeah, it's been brutal. And I had some, some return customers from Iowa call me and say, hey, you know, <laughs> We're looking at the weather, and I, they, they said, "What's it? What do you think?" And I said, "Guys, it's going to be horrendous." And they said, "Really?" And I said, "Look, I'm going to be—I'll be straight with you. I'm not on a great walleye bite right now. I'm just not. I—I had been out four or five times and had struggled. I, luckily, I have the crappies to fall back on." Mm-hmm. And I said, "Would you guys be interested in crappies?" And the guy's like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> huh? And I Honest. said, "And I said, okay." I said, "Um." You know, how about this? I, I have done well in the past on the river in October. I haven't been there yet this year. So just know that if you come up and that's something, if that's an option, uh, know going into it that we are going on historical data alone. <laughs> like, I don't have a current bite. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, we're going to figure it out as we go. And, and those guys, those three guys said, you know what? We're down for the river. We're nice. Iowa boys. We're, nice. we're river fishermen. Let's do it. And so we went, and uh, they said, we'll do one day. <laughs> so they drove all the way up, and we fished one day, and, and uh, you know, we smashed them pretty good. Them guys, are, they're good sticks. They're good anglers. And uh, But, you know, I was willing to, to say, look, I, I don't want to just take your money. Mm-hmm. I don't, like. It's the end of summer, I, you know. I, I made the money I needed to make. To, uh, I don't. I don't just want to take your money and not at least have an opportunity to give you what you came here for. Right. Uh, and they were real appreciative. They said, "No, dude, we, you know, we appreciate your candor, appreciate your honesty, uh, but we're still coming." <laughs> yeah, I, I do. Going back to what, something you said a little bit earlier about them, I love when 
when it's like the teaching where you're teaching them a skill sure. and then they take that back to their home waters sure. and then all of a sudden you know two three weeks later you start yeah, getting yeah. pictures you know like text your pictures like oh hey i was doing like, yeah caught him on a wacky you know the first time yeah. i ever used a wacky was in my boat or something you know and it was like yeah that's super i'm just cool. crushing them back home on this yeah. thing and you're like that's yeah awesome yeah yeah it's funny because fish are fish you know if yeah. uh if uh, if a suspended stick bait works up here on this scenario, I said, you know what? Try it when you go home. <laughs> you know, geez, you know what? Fish the spot a thousand times, and all right. of a sudden I'm catching them. So yeah, no, that's uh, that's a that's super valid point. That's that's a lot of fun. Yeah, well, it just like validates your existence almost. You're like, okay, that was bit. doing my job. Yep. You know, like that's what I wanted to do was yep. teach. You know, yep. it's cool too. The other the other side of that, as like I said, they're good sticks. Those are fun clients too. Can be. when they're just they're they're good fishermen in a different state so they have the basics down sure you just got to crack the nut like now don't fight me and just do what you're told sure and you're gonna do sure. amazing sure it's, that's it just becomes a different like the coaching is totally different it's a different approach you, you, can, you don't have approach. to be soft-sided with them either you nope. can just be like hey dumbass <laughs> what did i just tell you <laughs> well yeah <laughs> yeah it yeah it, it it can definitely be a different approach if they're already anglers and have and have some skill set uh, that can also be detrimental. <laughs> it, it definitely can. It depends on the individual and how willing they are. Like, I can only speak like for myself. Like, anytime I've gone to different waters, like when I went down, I um, fished with uh, Paycheck David Pekacek down in Florida. You know, I did. Sure, I fished tournaments back home, and I'm a bass fisher or whatever. But when I went there, I'm like. I don't know Florida bass fishing. I've never done it. For sure. I was just like, you tell me what to do. <laughs> and I will do it. Like I'm not not gonna fight you, because, and I can catch my brain going, why wouldn't this work? And then it's just like, just shut your mouth, <laughs> just because it doesn't down here. All right, because it just doesn't. It's not yeah, so, the same fishery. So I will tell you, I get a I get a lot of I get that if it's a new customer. And we're let's say we go to my first two or three spots and, and a couple of techniques and we're struggling. I mean, it, you struggle sometimes. I mean, it's, they're, you know, oh, yeah. it's not a petting yeah. zoo. It's fishing, not catching. <laughs> yeah, it's and uh, petting zoo. So what I will get a lot is is uh, and it just you know it just makes me want to explode. But people will say, "Oh, you know what we do back home? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I know what you do back home. You're from South Dakota. You fish the sloughs. <laughs> you're pulling cranks down weed edges in seven feet of water, dude. It has literally zero bearing on what we do on how to can we catch them up here. I appreciate it, but if you just let me go through go through my process we right. will find some fish right. that want to yeah. eat because <laughs> they lose faith yeah right well, it's that, not even like state to state like i've seen it water to water sure like oh, of the course. two the last two events this year in our club we had island lake and sturgeon or farm island and sturgeon okay farm island and they're about the same latitude across farm island all the fish were super shallow sturgeon the better fish were deep interesting why you because t- the lakes are different. Food. Yeah, I mean it, food. It's always food. It, it's always food. It's always food. I mean, it's but that's always but, food. But, but you can take that to the food. Okay, why is the bait in shallow on this lake, and sure. why is it deep on this lake? It's like I can't. I can't even tell you why. I just know that it is. You know, you get you. You gotta let the lake talk to you. You always say the fish will let you know. Mm-hmm. You know, and just you just gotta pay attention to those clues. But going again going way back to something you said earlier like when you're you're fishing a spot and you're on fish right and mm-hmm. then you go back the next day and can't find those fish how maddening is that like that like that's happened to me on tournament days it's happened to me with clients we're just like oh, shit they were here yesterday what the fuck well but you know <laughs> what i have found is they they don't go far you know so okay so at least you have a starting point so you're still at an advantage over you know, somebody vacationing up and just got to the resort right. and literally has, you know, a, a, you know, for us, you know, 300 plus thousand acres. That, <laughs> okay, well, we're looking for, a, you know, at least you have, a, okay, let's see, we whaled on them here yesterday. Uh, there's a mud flat there. There's a drop there. You, you have fish don't go far. So, you know, and, and luckily for, you know, where I fish, there's so, I have history on so much different pieces of structure and i've been doing this full time for for five years now that i have historical reference okay so 
let's see, two years ago, I was here, they disappeared, and I found, okay, you know what, mm-hmm. I'm going to rip over that mud flat and see, oh, there they yeah, are, they you are. know, yeah. Right, yeah. right on schedule, yeah. you know, so uh, we go through five or six very distinct bites a year, and I'll go back to my first year guiding and, and actually still learning how to walleye fish, and I would get a, a bite figured out and to where I was really, really confident. And about the time I got it figured out, you know, that bite would, it, they don't all, it doesn't all change at once, right? So it, it kind of peters into the mm-hmm. next thing. And so all, you're whaling them, you're whaling them, you're whaling them, and then you notice like, hmm, boy, I sure caught less than yesterday. And then you hold on to that because it's what has been working. Right, sure. And you don't have that historical data to say, Look, when this stops working, it's, you know, when they stop, really stop biting shallow, slide out to those first points mm-hmm. or those transition areas. And then when that bite stops, slide, start sliding out to a little bit deeper mud or they've taken off for the reefs, you know. So that first year, it seemed like every time I had a bite, about the time I really had a ton of confidence and had the, a bite figured out, uh, <laughs> yeah, right, you, know, yeah. you know all of a sudden i'm struggling again and and you know the the guys be like oh yeah they're over here now you know we got to do this and you're like oh my god well you, gotta you learn do have that too ton more stuff. you got you got to lean on the other yes the other guides yep. up there for rainy for sure rainy days but that's that's huge it was huge it was a, it was a huge huge start to my career uh and i'll i will forever be thankful you know to rainy days guide service for the start i am moving forward on my own uh, starting next year, uh, I'm not going to ice cool. fish this year. And Really? No, no. I am going to do limited. So, obviously, I had some trips pre-booked. Uh, so, I am going to do some very limited ice guiding this year. And then come. You just want to spend more time in the cities going to, like, Mall of America. Yeah, stuff. yeah, hanging out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm going to do – our daughter actually inherited a house in Texas. Oh. So we are going to spend a good portion of December, January, and February uh, in Texas. And then I'll come – Where in Texas? Angleton, Texas, about an hour south is. of Houston. Oh, south of Houston. Right the, it's there. right on the intercoastal. Oh, nice. Uh, so uh, then March I'll come back and I'll do, uh, I'll do some of the trips that I had pre-booked in the March time frame. And then – you know, right into April on the river, and, and away we go. And away you go. Yep. Full, full speed ahead. Full speed ahead, yep. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's, uh, that's good. I like a, that. I would say that's a success story from when we when I first met you on that job down in Edina or wherever the hell Edina, it was. Yeah, it was Edina. Um, for sure it was. Yeah, talking fishing and to see it come to fruition. Like, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been quite a journey, honestly. I, I, I think I can't say for sure. But I think that I have run, for sure, the last three years, more trips on Rainy Lake than any other guide. Wow. I mean, most, most guys are, are pretty seasonal. And the fact that I'm, I'm year-round and I have no other source of income. You right, know? right, so, right, right. Yeah. Uh, you know, last year I, I think I ran 245 guide trips. <laughs> and then fished every day off. And and I fish on every day off. So uh I think I think uh you know just just putting my nose to the grindstone and and building a customer base of uh, I'm probably 80 probably 85% return customers. Nice. So, you know, it's it's time to go out on my own. Yeah. It's uh I mean that's why that's why companies like uh Rainy Days are great, you know, cuz they give a an, a new a new guide you know, access to a client list, sure, and the the media, you know, their website and their all the you know their network is huge, and mm-hmm. you're starting out. Well, what you gain right out of the gate is some credibility. You know, even right. though you know I had no name in the fishing industry, I'm not I'm not blinded by the fact that that I came in and and had no name and and really no chance of success without being tossed into the rainy days mix. Uh, that being said, I bring people back and I brought a lot of my own customers to rainy days. You know, it's not like I just sucked on the rainy days teat. I mean, year one, I brought in half of my own trips, Mm -hmm. you know, and 
And, you know, some trips were, were great and some trips were tough and some some customers I never want to see again. <laughs> you know, but over <laughs> Well, the, there's an unspoken o- truth right there. <laughs> over the course of, of just really going 100 miles an hour for five years, I, I've built up a, a pretty reliable, you know, I don't worry too much. You know, well, we got food in the pantry. And, yeah. You know, when you first start guiding, it's a... It's a it's kind of scary, you know. Oh, you yeah. go from a, a career where you, I could have stayed in construction the rest of my, you know, the rest of my career and been just fine. But uh, I'm I'm pretty happy where we're at. I'm I'm excited to be moving forward on my own, and uh, we'll see where it goes. Yeah, that's really one more quick tip thing I want to touch for close this down is, so obviously in Canada you can't use bait, and then you so you're using plastics. Yep. Then when you fish, like if you're gonna go fish the American side, do you just do you keep fishing that way because that's like you know it works there so why wouldn't it work here or you just go straight to bait when you're on american side because you can straight to bait yeah okay <laughs> I, I mean, yep, that's why i wanted a legit yep, answer yeah like yep. you, you can't really switch back and forth on the same I day don't, uh, dale didn't mean the same day you didn't mean the same no not day. no 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 not the same day you meant, I let's just say mean, i have 10 canada trips in a row and then a u.s trip yeah, I just mean the tech techniques. Like you know, you yep. can go to Canada. I can't use bait, so it's not an option. So I'm using these soft plastics. Can't even so have it. I've figured it out. I've you know. Sure. I know I can go there. I know I can catch fish why on these plastics. Why wouldn't this work on the US? So side? why wouldn't this work on the US side? Well, a couple of reasons. Uh, one, and they do. They actually do. Uh, but just so, not as good. So correct, and it's different forage bases. So where I fish in Canada is is smelt. Where we can fish in the US is Cisco's. Okay. So. You sometimes do have to approach it differently. Okay. Uh, that's that's probably the biggest difference. The other the other big difference is once the fish reef up, so mid July, there are only so many reefs in the U.S. and they get beat to death. Okay. Whereas you can drive, you can drive. Um, 15 miles into Canada and fish a reef nobody's been on all year. So the fish are, if you believe that fish have memory, um, mm-hmm. the fish are definitely less educated. You know, so you can get by with a plastic or uh, or a glide bait, a puppet minnow, or uh, uh, you know, the, the fish on the U.S. side, there's not a single reef that doesn't have 20 boats a day go over it. Wow. So if you just look at it from a mathematical standpoint, you know, there's X number of fish per reef. And this boat reef seats 20 boats. That's 120th X for every boat. Drive 15 to 20 miles that way, that reef's mm-hmm. going to see one boat this right. week. Yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so yeah. uh, if, you, if you, you know, because I, I get that question all the time. Like, right. well, why is this the same lake? Why would it be so much better? Well, math, dummy. <laughs> 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 I don't know, just it's yeah. it's uh if you sit back and watch that those two years of of covid when we were you know the border was closed we couldn't mm-hmm. even cross on the water right and uh boy the the u.s side just took an absolute beat not only were all the boats confined to the u.s side of the lake which is about 30 percent 25 30 percent so 70 percent of the lakes in canada um Every campsite was full in, in Voyagers National Park. Every wow. houseboat was rented. Every resort was rented. Every VRBO was rented. Every hotel room in town was rented. Yeah, I think it was the only industry that did well during COVID yes. was, was yes. like vacation yes, places. Yes, 100%. Yeah. And outdoor things, mm-hmm. right? So um, not only did you, we were at max capacity. We were at max capacity in 30% of the lake. Mm-hmm. And so the u.s side got and it will replenish i mean so luckily for us you know 70 percent of the water didn't get fished at all right so those fish, and those fish don't understand borders they don't they'll <laughs> they'll filter back in they'll yeah. for sure filter yeah. back in but i tell you what this this year even with open border uh it was it was tough to catch eaters on the u.s side it wow. was tough i mean it took a beating and you know everyone's always super brilliant you know in retrospect but it would have been nice had they put the limit down to two. You know, would that have helped? You know, who who knows? It couldn't hurt. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like I said, the hindsight is twenty twenty. Right. But, well, cool. Well, give everybody your info. Well, it sounds like you're mostly booked. You probably don't need it, but do it anyways. No, 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 do it. I, I am mostly booked. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, if anybody wants to come up fish uh, fish uh, Rainy River or Rainy Lake, it's Captain Donnie Obert. Uh, you can find me on most of the socials, uh, either Captain Donnie or, or Donnie Obert. Uh, he's, he's got some merch. He's running a special right now. I am running a special on, on uh, www.captaindonnieobert.com. It's buy, buy one hoodie at full price and get a second hoodie at full price. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great deal. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's the saying going to be on your new shirt? Uh, I'm not ready to release the new oh, shirt. Not, oh, not releasing the new shirt yet. It's top secret, Mike. Quite Jesus. yet. Yeah. We'll you're you're in the inner circle. You remember uh, that. Well, yeah, if, uh, if anybody does want to come fishing, you can either shoot me a text or, or uh, shoot me a message and give me a call, 612-205-6463. And if I got some availability, we'll see if we can get you on the book. Well, I was... Fun talking to you guys. I uh, wish it would have been under. I mean, it, it's good circumstances because Michael is alive. Uh, but, you know, I guess uh, you take the good with the bad, right? And just right. roll with it. But Hey, we still got no the pun intended. Just yeah, roll, oh, roll. Yeah, he rolled quite a few times. That truck is jacked up. Maybe that should be the cover of this episode. No, I'm not going to do that. Oh, we, we can put that picture on there. <laughs> I'll put a little picture in picture down in the yeah. down in the corner. I'll <laughs> probably use a maybe I'll use some of Donnie's merch. I'll try to get him some traffic. Probably Ooh. doesn't need my help though. Ooh, I tell I tell you what, <laughs> with the merch I take as much traffic as I can get. <laughs> there you go. All yeah. right, let's give these people tables as wagers can make money this hour. You got All it, right, buddy. Later.